0: Hi, my name is Lydia Kang, author of Star Wars The High Republic Cataclysm, and
1: you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. What find? The Only Fight. A Eugenie Podcast Network Production. Through the ages, I've seen evil take many forms. Episode 221, Did the Rebellion Actually Win? The Sith. The Empire. Today, it is the First Order. On this episode, it's time for a bamboo spa soak. This will be a day long remembered. It's the... Hank. The the Hank. The- Hank. <laughs> and the Utni crew asks the question, did the Rebellion actually win?
2: <laughs>
1: and now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins.
3: Hello everyone, welcome to the Living Force at Utini Network podcast. Tonight, all about the Rebellion, Victory, and War itself. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is the full crew. Everyone is back uh, in the same Zoom call as we've always hoped to be. Uh, starting off, we have the guy fresh off yet another glorious job, the details of which you will never know. It's Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, buddy?
0: What's happening, nerds? Glad to be back in my own damn chair. So much yes. is underrated where you can put your <laughs> butt like Jim and Lee. Uh, glad to be back, fellas. I missed you guys. <laughs> missed
3: you, man. Yep, you were you were you were very famously hoteling last week. But glad to have you back. Uh, you got to you got to get home. You got to watch a race. We'll talk about that in a bit. You, you got to yep. kind of get your normalcy back, which is very That's good. Correct. That's correct. Um, but then the man who we've missed for a couple weeks now—he was on vacation, and then there was illness. There was life trying to keep him away, but he crawled his way back to the halls of friendship. It's Dr. Charles Hankel. What's up,
2: That's man? That's right. Hey, guys. I feel like it's been ages since I've been here. It's good to talk to everybody live, but I've been listening to you still. I've been listening to the podcast, and uh, it's been quite fun, so I hope I don't bring down the mood.
3: No, we're, we're glad to have you here. Uh, uh, keep us posted if uh, Dame Lillard gets traded to you guys by the end of the show. Um, eager, are eagerly awaiting Um you all should know I text Charles about once every two weeks about a Miami Heat thing that he definitely knows all about, and he walks me through it like a toddler. It makes me very happy. Amazing. Um, <laughs> what makes me even happier than that is once a week, jumping on this call, and learning about the exploits of the very secretive man in the group chat. There's always one. It's Mr. Wes Jenkins. How you doing, buddy?
4: Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be back with you guys. We've got, uh, got another full house for the first time in... You know, three weeks like Eric said. And um yeah, I did some things this past uh this past week. I'm not secretive about anything. I just don't tell you about it until after it's happened. Because
2: <laughs> what something mean may you? happen
4: during the time that I send it <laughs> that I don't want you to know about. That's fair. I could, I could be on the news and I could be like incriminating incriminating myself <laughs> about something, so I don't wanna I don't wanna say. But I'll let you know ahead of time or after the, after the fact.
3: That's a good point. Yeah, y'all should know. So so the, the four of us uh, have have a group chat that's pretty active, and throughout the day it's like Eric Corey Charles, Eric Corey, Eric Corey Charles, Eric Corey Corey Charles, Eric Corey 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 Eric 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 Charles Eric Corey, and then at 8 p.m. or so, West comes in like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a lovely dynamic. Uh, but I'm happy to have you fellows back tonight. Uh, everyone else, I hope that you've had a great week. Um, As we're recording this, it is July 3rd, Um, us dirty Yankees had the day off tomorrow, a lot of us, for July 4th, Uh, so I'm getting ready to have a good old day off. Uh, This weekend, though, kind of felt like it, because I I had plans this weekend, and they, uh, they got canceled on, like, Thursday. So, as a lot of you that are in your older decades, you know, 30s and above or so know, that's awesome. Because it meant I had two days where nothing was expected of me. Y'all, this is my weekend. Saturday, I watched the entirety of The Bear season two. It's ten episodes. Just sat down with Charlie. We watched the whole second season of The Bear. It was lovely.
2: I'm watching it right now, too. It's great so far.
3: It's sick as hell, right? It's very stressful to do all in one go. I'm not going to lie to you, but... But it's incredible. I
2: just I just finished that hour long episode. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the holiday one. And oh, episode six. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I walked away from that episode <laughs> more stressed out than anything. I was like, I I yeah. do I have so much anxiety
3: from this like recreational thing. A lot of times, holiday episodes make you want to call your family. The bear episode makes you want to never see your family again. Nope. Uh. Seems
2: appropriate.
0: Maybe I should watch it. Actually,
3: <laughs> double down on it. You're like you've been watching it, Corey. I've, been, I've lived it. Lived it.
0: <laughs>
3: so I did that. You were raised uh, in the darkness. I was born in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey's bane always comes out around the holiday season. It's <laughs> and then on Sunday, I know I've been I've been I've been keeping y'all updated on this progress. Uh, so first of all, I finished this book behind me. For those of you who are watching the YouTube stream, Inquisitor: Rise of the Red Blade. The folks at Penguin Random House Worlds were kind enough to send the physical copy over. I was dual wielding that and the audio book. I finished that, and then I got back into The Way of Kings. Y'all, I am so close. Wow, that's If y'all very could close. see on the on the on the screen it's a here, although bookmark. In, yeah, it's it's a sticker sheet from Sanderson,
4: <laughs> but uh, it's like a postcard
3: because the pages are so thin. This is like a 1,050-page book, so I still have like 250 pages. In this little guy, but I am getting there. Um I am I'm all in on the Stromlight Archives, of course, but yeah, if you can take a Sunday and find a comfy chair, like pour pour a, a nice cool drink of whatever you got, throw on some music and read by yourself for like a couple hours. Highly recommend or, it. It's very
4: zen or a bathtub, Eric, because oh, yeah! we saw your Twitter. I got, <laughs> you got yourself a fancy little a little spa dude, bamboo table there. After
3: huh? the show tonight, I'm not even kidding. Everyone, I did, if you check out my Twitter, at Eric Eilerson, or in the Discord uh, books channel, I got one of those, like, bamboo slats you can put on your bathtub so you can put a book on it. And and there's, like, a little, like, holder for, like, a bottle of wine that you can also put on it. So I'm going to be so classy, so cozy, and it's much easier to read while naked. So very excited. Get all pruney. Yeah, I'm going to get very <laughs> pruney. Um,
2: what if the book so gets wet? It won't. But I'm so stressed old. about it. I'm, <laughs> no, no, I'm not I, so I am stressed. stressed. Listen, I let's re- not update us next over. week because I think
3: I that book's <laughs> <laughs> getting wet. I'll let you let, know. Let's not
0: pretend that a bath is only comfortable for like six minutes and then it's never the right temperature after that. So
4: That's true. <laughs> you're sitting a soup of your own filth. This is what it is. Disgusting. Speaking of soup
3: of your own filth, Charles did go to Mexico. So, Charles, <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you've been gone for a while, man. Phyllis, and how, how, how have you been? We've missed your updates.
2: Um, I've been good. I've been good. Then I was bad. Then I was good again. And now I'm good tonight. Um, Mexico, <laughs> That's life, was, everybody. Mexico <laughs> was wonderful. Um, we were there for like a Look full that glow. week. Look like at the, that
4: glow, Charles. What's oh, that? Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got that tan glow. I uh, don't kidding, don't lie
2: mind. to me. I wore SPF 1 million the entire time I was there. Um, <laughs> it was produced by Sherwin Williams. Um, anyways, I changed nothing <laughs> except for going to Mexico. I had a wonderful time. We were just at one of the, you know the resorts where. You pay for everything before you even get there. So you basically just go there and worry about nothing, eat, drink, enjoy the sun, enjoy the it's beach.
3: It's all free then, right? Like mentally, everything's free. I mean, free. yeah,
2: at, at that point. So um, we had a wonderful time. I did get food poisoning, um, and that made for a rough uh, a rough like 12-ish hours, and then I got over it. And then Nicole also got sick later on. And the ride back, uh, we got stuck on the plane. I've told these guys about our already, but we got stuck on the plane for three extra hours – the flight is only three hours. So we were on the tarmac sitting (laughs) there for three hours. Like at first there was some weather stuff and they were trying to reroute us. And then there was a problem with the hydraulic system in the plane. So everyone starts sweating, you know, and then they got it all fixed and we finally took off and we made it home. We made it home. It was one of those big sighs of relief when you walk back into your own home and you're just like, yeah, I'm never leaving again. <laughs> yeah. You know that kind <laughs> Why of did hydraulics I do this? worked. Thank God. <laughs> so that was that was kind of the updates of that. But speaking of reading stuff, I wanted to keep y'all updated on this because I finished uh, Wizard's First Rule, the first book in the uh, in the Sword of Truth series, and now I've moved on to Stone of Tears, which is the second book in the series. So I'm chugging along in this, and uh, I gotta say, I have. I've had such a good time reading non-Star Wars stuff, not to hate on the Star Wars. I'm going to get to that, too. But it's just been a really nice kind of palate cleanse, you know?
0: Well, listen, the last time yeah. you recommended that we read a book, it, like, changed Eric's life. So, <laughs> That's true. Know, maybe it's time. very good his point. Bank his bank account. I'm going to be honest
2: with you, though. Um, I think Eric would enjoy this series. Corey, I think the main character would remind you of Cornhorn. Horn. I, oh, my God. I just God. do. <laughs> That's funny. I just That's do. That's funny.
3: Oh my God. I Although I do like, Charles and I apparently are on the blank of blank books, I've realized. Like, I'm <laughs> in the way of kings, you're on True. the stone of tears, there's gonna be words of, so, you know, it's like that fancy trope of, that's like, all the romance ones now are a blank of blank and blank. Like, uh-huh. a court of thrones and roses, a hall of wind and sky, or like, that's you right. just give like, a mad lib.
2: Were those real? Were those real <laughs> titles? I that truly said?
3: don't know, Charles. I oh. honestly don't know. <laughs> Probably somewhere else. <laughs> Thorn <It laughs> and Roses
0: is real. That one was real.
3: Yeah. <laughs> of Thorn and Roses. Acatar That's what it is. Uh, Corey, you have not been reading because you do not like the written word, but you have been enjoying your other hobby.
0: <laughs> I have been enjoying my other hobby. Uh, this weekend was a big race, the Austrian Grand Prix, so I was very tuned in to... The racing community, and very, very sadly and unfortunately, we got a really big reminder of just how dangerous the racing uh, Mm. sport, motorsport is, because an 18-year-old Dutch driver um, in in a Formula Regional race was very tragically killed in a really dramatic, horrific crash. I I saw the video footage. It was not pretty at all, and nobody has... Nobody has died in a in a Formula race in a really really long time. This is not Formula One. This is like one of the very low. Um, there's like Formula Two, Formula Three, Formula mm-hmm. Four, all the way down. And this was like a Formula Four, but he he won a Formula Four championship last year, a Spanish championship. So he was fairly well known. Um, it really distracted from the Austrian Grand Prix this weekend, which was a phenomenal yeah. race. But all the drivers were talking about this, and I don't know. You watch; it's not. There's not very many sports you watch where the players can die, right? And yeah. I don't right. know. This is the first time which, this has happened. Or should since, they? Yeah, right, right, right. And there's so many safety things put into place. It was a wet track, and they shouldn't have restarted the race. And it was visibility was awful, and somebody plowed in this guy, t boned him at. 200 miles an hour. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Oh and uh, yeah. it was really, really terrible. Um, you know, so just uh, everybody in the racing community, just condolences going out to the family yeah. and, uh, um, you know, tough stuff. But I did enjoy the Austrian Grand Prix. It was a really good race. That was uh, over the weekend. And this coming week is uh, the one in England. So it'll be good.
3: Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, it is. it is kind of that thing that, you know, you, you get reminded about how, how dangerous some of these things we love can be. And then at the same time, you kind of understand the almost unparalleled sense of community and togetherness when that, when yeah, tragedy that's very true. Cause like that whole, community true. Just, <clears throat>
0: it does. Yeah. I think that is part of the thrill of racing for everybody, whether or not they want to admit it or not is mm-hmm. just the chaos and the danger. And, you know, you see that little uh, speedometer on the seat, on the screen. It's like, it's like, you know, 300 kilometers an hour. It's like,
4: that's much too fast. That's fast. Yeah. That's really, really
0: fast. Like, I'll take Wes. You know, so, it's too fast. yeah. I don't know. It that's puts it fast. into perspective. It puts it into perspective for sure.
3: Absolutely. I think I'll stay uh, in the well, sim rig.
0: Caitlin, yeah. was sure to, my wife, was very sure to remind me of that when I shared this news with her as well. She's like, <laughs> you are never allowed to get in a race car ever. So, you know, Pull a Michael uh,
3: Fassbender and just start racing. I know. Uh, yeah. So, high stakes weekend for you. Uh, Wes, I got to now tell the folks I made... A very odd segue at the start of the show about beef, but it had a purpose. Yes, it did. Wes, what happened that we've been waiting for for weeks?
4: So I told you guys last week that um, I purchased half a cow. Um, because I have a freezer that's not in use at the moment because deer season doesn't come around until towards the end of the year. Um, so <clears throat> instead of, I used to purchase butcher box, which is a, uh, meal delivery service, basically just provide you meat every month. And I was getting just basically beef every month, but the price was astronomical to the point of buying a half of a cow at bulk price. And so I saved quite a bit of money, but I had a delivery person bring me beef on, uh, this past, I think this past Friday or Thursday or something. I don't know. I forgot. I was excited about it. So I forgot what day it was. <laughs> um, so, I before they showed up, I cleaned out my freezer that I had turned off, and I turned it back on, and I def- so it was already defrosted. I got it going, got it to the very low point on the dial. It was frozen. I put the thermometer in there, and I looked at it, and it freaking said twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Oh which no! Is cold. I understand. It's what, cold I cold enough. I like, <laughs> I had a, yes, I had an argument about this with my buddy um, this weekend. He was like, water freezes at 32 degrees, so 20 degrees is fine. I was like, incorrect. You do not want your meat to be 20 degrees Fahrenheit. You want it at zero or negative um, degrees Fahrenheit uh, to, keep the, you know, to kill all the bacteria and stuff. So I was like, crap. The meat is coming tomorrow. (laughs) The freezer is is 20 degrees Fahrenheit. The meat is coming. (laughs) The meat is coming. (laughs) The meat is coming. The meat meat is
3: coming. Meat's back on the menu,
4: boys. (laughs) Day of, I go to Lowe's. I purchase a cheap uh, chest freezer. Bring it home. And I put it in the garage. I turn it on. And guess what? 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I was like, holy crap, both of them are broken. So oh I my got a God. brand new one that doesn't work. Oh, my God, work, dude. And my old one doesn't work. Did
2: you question so, the thermometer at any point?
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charles. <laughs> listen. Listen. All right. I'll just I'll hold it up for everybody. This thing right here, this piece of shit that you can get off of Amazon for $6 yep. does not work. <laughs> yes. Um, it does work right now because I think that's exactly what the <laughs> degrees it, only, it only works if it's above 20 degrees Wes. that's right yeah, Wes. so so this
3: thing does not work but sometimes it does work what is this anchor man it doesn't go doing?
4: it doesn't go low enough so I have this and I brought a different brand thermometer that came today put them in the freezer and I checked both of them after like Two hours of being in there. And the freezers were, in fact, correct. Wow. So I bought a freezer for no reason. <laughs> I have to package this thing back up and take it back. Oh, and then man. I can, but then I have to take all the meat out of the new one and put it back into the old one. And it's 220 pounds worth of meat. It's going to take me a little while because I got to, you know, put the ground. This meat. Dude, dude is why just West sell the old because freezer. <laughs> <laughs> <in> meat everywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the old freezer is bigger. Oh, and it's okay. black. All it looks right. nice. All right, that's fair. Anyways, so I had a whole ordeal with freezers. It's been jarring my brain for, like, the past week. I'm just like, what in the hell is going on? Like, why is it 20 degrees? I said all the way down. I, I've i emailed the, like, the freezer people. Like, hey, this shit doesn't work. It can't be He's this like, 6 they need, he emails me back. There's no way. He's like, do that's the from paper test. Is, is the seal right? And I'm just like, I, so I did all these things. And I told him his, his freezer's a of shit. And then
2: <laughs> apparently it's not at work, so I got to
4: apologize and then, wow. uh, so oh, I hope you left. The I got frozen on beef. Amazon
2: of the thermometer. I
4: actually, got frozen beef, which is fine. And then, on top of that, <laughs> yesterday I went to a Willie Nelson concert, which is fantastic to see country music icon Willie Nelson walking out there at 90 years old, Good God. singing eight or like eight to ten songs. We thought he was going to be up there for like 30 minutes, maybe five songs. Yeah. That's it. He he was up there for like over an hour, wow, singing all the songs. I mean. That's he doesn't cool, sing like man. he used to, but it's still Willie Nelson up there, man. man and that's he was, cool. it's, it's something to see before he, he passes on. Yeah. And he is an entertainer for life. Um, lots of uh, cannabis being burnt well, sure. uh, on the lawn out Absolutely. there in Texas. Second hand so. high, huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Man. Yes. Willie, Willie Nelson and concert. Beef are, are weirdly kind of related, in my opinion. So Go on. Very on brand for you Please. this week, Wes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, great. Very much so. <laughs>
3: Willie Nelson and Beef. Well, everyone – as you uh, kind of have to reckon with your shuffling off of this mortal coil, as we all must do someday, remember that you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash <laughs> uh, Oh, I especially want to thank Devin Kirk, uh, who has joined our Patreon last week. You've chosen to spend some of your uh, finite weeks on this earth being a patron of Utini. We thank you so much. Uh, and to everyone else out there, we hope you're enjoying the content. A quick reminder... Tomorrow, July 4th, Dice Wars, the first episode drops for our Inquisitorious patrons, and that is our RPG uh, podcast where our buddy Caleb is going to roll our Utini crew members through the wide world of published Star Wars RPG systems. It'll help you learn the systems. It'll help you have a fun Star Wars adventure. I can't wait to see it, so check Patreon tomorrow. And as a reminder, the Ghost Crew with me and Charlie is back Talking Star Wars Rebels, Um, the rest of Season 3 is now being released every other week throughout the rest of August. Um, This doesn't deserve a drop, um, but I want to let you know, as far as Star Wars news, only one thing happened this week. And we got a new excerpt from Rise of the Red Blade. I believe it was Entertainment Weekly. Yes, Palpatine returned.
0: Stop that. Somehow.
3: Again. (laughs) Stop (laughs) that. Somehow again. (laughs) But in the past. Um, so we do get an excerpt of uh, Chancellor Palpatine being in the Clone Wars era, talking to Iskat as she is a Jedi, uh, as, again, she is in a large part of the book. Um, so go check that out if you like. Again, this book releases July 18th. The embargo drops, I believe, in two days on the 5th. So next week, I'll give a little bit of my, my thoughts on the book for you guys. No spoilers, of course, but I just want to let you know. Again, like I said, I was able to finish it um, pretty quickly, if that tells you anything. So, uh, get those pre-orders in for July 18th and check out that excerpt there. And, of course, go to utd.com. check out the new release schedule, the new calendar uh, for everything that is coming out in the next couple months. Okay, tonight, fellas, last week we had a really good time. Just kind of chatting about stuff, kind of shooting the breeze, having a little bit of fun. So, this week I thought we should talk about the nature of war. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> we it too easy. And uh, I, I was thinking, because I think I probably saw this thing on Twitter or something, right? Because uh, I wasn't over my limit or whatever the hell's going on on Twitter right now. Um, and I saw this thing of the victory celebration from Return of the Jedi. One of the great moments of Star Wars, right? We, we all we all love it. Um, real quick, straw poll. Who's a, a victory celebration versus a yubnub person? Because I'm a victory celebration person.
0: What, what do you mean? Like, Do you
3: like Victory Celebration the song from the special editions or Yubnub, the OG the song What? Yeah, I think I refer the Jedi. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah I, prefer, I understand
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Versus the uh yeah, I like the, Yub Nub what's Nub the What's the new one? I figured how's the song? How's it go? Ba
3: ba ba ba
4: yeah, yeah, okay. Do y'all wanna wanna watch it and talk over it so we can (laughs) remind everybody? Who needs a copyright strike? Get get demonetized?
0: No, Wes. We only care about money now. Yeah. Uh, So... That's a good question, actually. Shut up for watching it. I don't think I I really care that much. I mean, I think I like them both. I mean, I definitely like the imagery better in the original version. The whole go to all the different planets thing is a little doofy to me. Like, I don't really like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's also interesting because, as we'll talk about, you know, we've gotten so much supplementary material that now when I see, like, the Coruscant people celebrating, I'm like, I've read Aftermath. They're definitely pulling down statues with ropes and, like, setting people on fire. So, like, I know that's happening. Um, and, and, yeah, as Chris says in the chat, it is kind of like Endor Independence Day. So, July 4th, fireworks kind of thing. So, before you guys read any books or knew anything when you were when you were kids watching Return of the Jedi, did you guys think the Return of the Jedi was, like, the end of the story? Like, did you think that this is kind of all there was? Do you think that basically now the Rebels won? Because I guess that's the question we want to ask tonight. Did they actually win? Like, did that feel <clears throat> like an, a proper ending or did you even at that point have the knowledge that maybe the galaxy still has, like, cleanup to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I will say kind of I, – I heard a different question, though, actually. <laughs> well, Great. The first, go with it. The first question that I heard was, as a kid, what did you think about the end of Return of the Jedi and if there'd ever be more? I never genuinely thought we'd ever get a film that happened in the timeline beyond Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Sure. I really never did sure. think we were going to happen. Like, and I remember – uh, when they announced that they were making new Star Wars films in uh, when I was in college, they announced that they were making new Star Wars films. Um, I didn't believe it. I was like, "Holy shit, they're making new Star Wars!" Films. I just, I, I can't believe it. I, I thought that maybe it would be about the books, and then they announced the whole Legends thing shortly afterwards, and like, I, I had a lot of mixed feelings just in general about that because I just don't know that it ever occurred to me that you could make more films beyond Return of the Jedi. Is that weird? Is that
3: legal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, I I was there with you. I mean, because I think as a kid, when we were watching Star Wars especially, like, it was done. Like, even after the prequels, though, especially, like, okay, Star Wars exists. It's like, now Lord of the Rings exists. Yeah. And now even though they're making another show, certain things just seemed like they were done. Because legitimately, (laughs) I don't think until really the MCU happened that we as a culture had the idea of infinite entertainment. Like, you you told the story, and then it was done. And obviously the books added more, but... I agree. I thought Return of the Jedi was the end. I mean, yeah, the shot that you put up here, Wes, like, this is clearly an ending. <laughs> this is yeah. Oh, yeah. all the main characters.
0: <laughs> They're all singing songs. Yeah. They're and dancing. The Ewoks are hitting those little Stormtrooper helmets. I mean, vicious. And like
4: you said, Corey, before we even start, they go to planet to planet. Everybody is celebrating. Uh-huh. It, it seems as though everybody is happy about what's going on. They're not killing anybody. So, like, that's the end. That's got to yeah. be it because Galaxy is, Good defeats evil. Galaxy as a whole is saved. Yeah. So now, now what? What I mean, what is there? Happily every after. That's all it is. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think that's interesting too because like then we get stuff like or like really aftermath, I think is is the biggest one for me. When I read that book, Wendig basically starts it at the end of Return of the Jedi, almost instantaneously. (laughs) The music is still
0: playing, right? (laughs) Yes! And there's a riot. Like, the
3: first scene in that book is actually just a father and his son, for those that haven't read the book. They're not on, I don't, they might be named, but they're not main characters or anything. It's just a father and his son on Coruscant. And there's a riot going down, and they're taking on the statue of Palpatine, and the father gives, like, a rock to his son to throw, and they're basically, like, having a giant protest. So, like...
2: Oh, my God. Have you guys seen Hot Rod? Have you guys yes. seen the movie Hot Rod? Yes. That's what yes. this yes. reminds me of, where they're walking to, like, the big event at the end of the movie, and a riot breaks out for no reason in the middle of, like, a musical number, and then they're all just debriefing after they run away, and one of the guys in the main group is holding a TV, and he's like, there was no time to do anything but just run and hope that everyone was okay. <laughs> oh, That's what, That's what that reminds me of.
3: Yeah. Same same vibe. Same exact vibe, right? <laughs> so same was- vibes. But. but I remember reading that thing and, and having this slight moment of disillusionment because at the end of Star Wars, right, good triumphs over evil, but now because this story had continued, we're like, oh, wait, there's still more evil to go. And then, like, Battlefront Two, we found out that Palpatine had all these guys. So I guess just on, on the surface level, does the expansion of Star Wars past this quote-unquote victory – Take anything away from the end of Return of the Jedi for you, or do you actually see them as, like, different things?
2: Oh, well,
0: man, that's a, that's a good question, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's an age. I don't it's, know. I, want, I need help. <laughs> there's a degree to this that I think we we all think alike because we're roughly the same age. Like, we were kids uh-huh. when we watched the original trilogy. Maybe we weren't yeah. thinking beyond that. I mean, West was 40, that. But yeah. I mean, yeah, Wes was, Wes was already a senior citizen. I look so good. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say Wes, got a, Wes got a cheaper movie ticket, you know, when he went to the theater. Um It was a coin, Charles. <laughs> you could play with a coin. <laughs>
4: oh, my God.
3: I still have a house down here. Yeah, you go, son. Oh, a care. popcorn
4: and a
0: Coke, that'll be 25 cents, sir. <laughs> But no, so I mean, I
2: think I think maybe for people uh, older than Wes, even if you can imagine, uh, they were probably thinking about what came after Return of the Jedi in a way that probably we weren't. And what's interesting is like in that time period, at least when A New Hope came out, you know, a lot of the movies coming out were very kind of dark and gloomy and like. I don't know, maybe, like, hyper-realistic. And Star Wars was very against the grain to present yeah. this, like, very straightforward, yeah. very good versus evil, like, very clear, delineated story, right? So um, I think it, it's a little bit the lens um, that comes with being of a certain age. But to answer the latter part of the question, like, does the continuation of of the movies and the sequel trilogy and, and all of that take away from it or make it feel lesser I don't think that it does. Um, I think that overall it's it's like it's like this. Let me make an NBA reference, guys. Recently Hell yeah. my Miami Heat uh knocked out the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay? And there's a very famous um, piece that was going around from the interviews after the game. When a reporter asked Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is one of the Bucks players, one of the best players in the world right now, asked him if he considered the season a failure because they didn't win the championship. And he went on this very respectful, very polite, like three-minute tangent about how it absolutely wasn't a failure because, you know, he worked, he got better, he provided for his family, this, that, the other thing. And and he basically made the point that, you know, it's not the mountaintops, it's the walking in between kind of idea, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. the rebellion did win. Did uh, another evil, or well, I guess the same evil, did evil kind of come back and rear its head again? Absolutely. Yes, it did. But that's that's going to happen. That's life. But you didn't lose that, you know, initial battle. It, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of dusting yourself off and doing it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <clears throat> I,
3: and, I, and I love that idea, too, because I think we're taught that as kids, uh, by, like, teachers, hopefully, and especially, like, coaches, right? Like, like a sports analogy, I can remember, you know, even if you don't win the championship or you don't win in one year, it's like, well, there's always next year. Or if you win, it's like, this is great, but it's also not everything because then there's still something to come next year. There's still always something to strive for. And I think that as we become adults and those those – benchmarks are a little less specific like you don't have just high school graduation then college graduation and then that first job like as you sort of lose what your victories are those of us that were raised on the need to have those kind of struggle and and i think the end of episode six is was such a clear the bat the good guys won and the music right. played and right since then because the books are a little more thick it became well yeah what? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, because that's what that's what the books do. They get down into the details, into the weeds. Yeah. When I when I first watched it, I was just looking on the surface. Good defeats evil. The empire was defeated. So that's it. Uh-huh. That I mean. The That's the end of the story. Yet, I wasn't thinking, because you had posed this question to us earlier, um, about the dark side of the Force. That's the real enemy, right? Right. So they didn't really defeat the dark side of the Force. It's always kind of there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Yoda taught us. That's kind of what Luke was struggling with. Um, so I wasn't looking at that when I first watched it. I was yeah. just looking at the surface. Good versus evil. Empire's dead. That's the end of the movie. Yet, the books helped us to understand, wait a second, mm-hmm. there is still an evil presence... Within the Force mm-hmm. that is still there, as we call the Dark Side, but um, we haven't really hashed it out yet until, you know, we get that Dark Side presence that we see um, in The Force Awakens. But I don't know, and well, from Legends books too, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a ton of Legends books that have Dark Side of the Force um, abilities that Luke goes after, so... Yeah. Um, they seem unnatural, yeah. you know, Pathway, yeah, <laughs> etc.
3: Um yeah, it, the whole the whole exegol thing now, right? It's like
4: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring by, that
3: up. Oh by the way.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, so I think actually I think this raises a very really interesting almost philosophical question a little bit well, let's, about let's, let's about go. Star Wars in general, which is actually what we're what we're really asking here, is does is it possible for movies to undermine each other? Like truly. Like mm for stories to undermine each other truly. Because at the end of the day, these are literally films that are made for entertainment, right? They're just made to entertain us for no other reason, really. It's the only reason they exist, right? George Lucas wanted to tell a story, and he did. And, like, the Death Star blows up on screen, and it doesn't blow up any of those other ships. They're all still there. But nobody asked that question in the theater, or, or like, nobody asked that question. (laughs) Nobody cares, right? So, like... Is it truly possible for 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 films to undermine each other? Is it truly possible for The Rise of Skywalker to undermine Return of the Jedi? Or is it actually just impossible for you to view two completely separate different films from two completely separate mm. eras of movie production, from two completely separate... Times in your own life—is it possible for you to do that? Like to, because we all yeah. watched Return of the Jedi through the lens of a child, right? Like, right. Super West, he was forty, but we've already established. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. we all watched it through a different lens. Is the point? Then we watched. Yeah. Then we watched Rise of Skywalker, right? So, is it actually possible, or is there, is there? just too many variables in this equation. It's like we're older yeah. now. We're more critical now. Like.
4: I don't know well I would say like even more so with Star Wars because return of the Jedi happened in eighty three yeah yep. uh, and yes. and then like the continuation of that with the force awakens is thirty years later yeah I mean mm-hmm. freaking right. generation so they have to, like kind later. Of marry that up <laughs> yeah. somehow yeah and not undermine the other movie not try to at least uh-huh. so yeah they ha- and they have to add that that um they have to add those details within the force awakens to help not undermine it because it's essentially the same company. They're not trying I think to it's, negate the return the return, return of the Jedi movie. But like, right. let's
2: let's inspect like maybe the most controversial thing that we've already referenced so far. Probably that came out of the Rise of Skywalker is the Return of Palpatine, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's a double edged sword. You can't. People are never going to be happy if they had come forth and created some new evil that was somehow superior to Palpatine. People would have been mad because they would have said, "Well, that undermines." Palpatine is a character because he was the biggest, mm-hmm. baddest thing there ever was. But mm-hmm. then you bring him back and you say, well, that undermines the end of Return of the Jedi I because know. he was dead. It's like, yeah. it's, it's just, there's going to be stuff like that. That There's going to be some mental gymnastics when it's a fantasy, sci-fi kind of yeah. story. And I mean, if you want more some stories, story. stuff like that's going to exist. You know, otherwise, we're going to have to do exactly what you said, which is, <clears throat> should we have ever had prequels? Should we have ever had sequels? Yeah. Or do you let a good thing lie? Well,
3: that's uh, you. You brought up such a great point there, Charles. Which, which I think we've also been dealing with in this last year, um, specifically when we hit higher public phase two, right? Was that we want content, right? Our, our, kind of our our company, our our show is based around there is new content, and we take on the content. That's a great time to be alive. Star Wars keeps going. That's really cool. But that being said, the more content we have, yes, there might be stuff that's great. And that's awesome, and that makes our life better because we love Star Wars. But if something doesn't hit or doesn't help expectations, then the brand itself becomes different. Like, the Phase 2 stuff that we weren't necessarily as high on got hurt, not because it made Phase 1 bad, but because we were thinking about Phase 1 and weren't treating it as its own individual property. Right. So we then, does the higher public feel weird because it expanded too much instead of just doing one story – and I think with Star Wars, obviously, this separate from the folks that are like, you ruined my childhood because there's girls on screen. Shut up. You're stupid. Uh- <laughs> but I think some folks were like, I had when in the first three movies and then even the first six, I had this story of Anakin Skywalker as the chosen one from top to bottom and then go from the Republic to the end of the Empire. And it was done and in good triumphed over evil and it was over. And now, as Maz Kanata says in Force Awakens, like there's been one fight, the only fight, and oh, this fight just kept on going, and now my heroes didn't get to win, which I think was the most realistic part of the sequel trilogy, right? Because I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately, as we get older, we realize that it does keep going, and we and we don't just win. But but I think that begs the question with franchise entertainment: is there a possibility in 2023? Do let them lie, as you said, Charles, and just let the good guys win? Or does the story have to be infinite until it no longer proves profitable?
0: I don't know, dude. It's I mean, so gross, I, this is like, – I know it's true, though. But, like, what we're talking about is un, is somewhat unprecedented. I mean, the only – Yes. The yes, only other yes. example that I can think of this is, like, the comics universe. not Not the Marvel – TV universe, but the comics universe, comic books, right? Because that's really the only medium that I can think of maybe where we just continually reboot and revamp and change slightly. I mean, how many Spider-Mans? That's the entire premise of the the animated spider Spider movies, right? right. The Spider-Verse, right? So so I think um, there's lots of different ways to go about it from a storytelling perspective. You either just continue the same story or you – scrap it and start over and do something different for a little while, mm-hmm. right? You right. you have someone go back in time and change something, and now the universe is different so we can change it, right? So I don't, I don't really know what, you know, could, should, I don't really know what they should do, honestly. Right. Because, like, do you think we are I don't think we're quite facing the same sort of problems that the Marvel TV universe is, like with the superhero fatigue, if you will, right? And Star right. Wars maybe quite yet, but we certainly could be, and where are we gonna be at that point? Are we just gonna are we gonna keep going forever forward and just you know, like they did in the books and you know, then we have the Death Star, and then we have Death Star two, and then we have the yeah. the sun killer thing from you know, and then we have there's so many super weapons. Like, I mean that's it's yeah. it's a it's a comedy almost at this point. Like how many freaking planet killing weapons there are. So like
2: uh, uh- can I don't some, really know where I'm like, going with
0: this rant, other than the fact that, like, it, it's it's we have to go forward in some way, and I just don't know that it's possible to do so without "quote unquote" undermining the previous story. Yeah.
2: Infinitely, yeah. We're gonna say, Infinitely. Charles? So, yeah. I, I was going to say, content for the sake of content is a bad thing, I think, across the board. Yeah. But then you have to go a level below that and say, well, where where does the fault lie? And maybe it's not one or the other. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, but. You know, is it the fault of giant companies for saying, hey, people love this thing. Let's try to capitalize on nostalgia and this and that and milk this thing for everything it's worth. Is it that or are we also in this age where we have more and more stuff at our fingertips at any moment? Is it is it more our responsibility to consume media in a more responsible way, if that makes sense, yeah. right? So if everything sure. that Disney or whatever pumps out of Star Wars, if we consume all of it so maybe we're part of the problem on this podcast then they're gonna just keep doing it because they're getting what they want out of it mm-hmm. right whereas if yeah if there was some kind of i don't know i don't think we'll ever be able to do it but if people would just chill out and like <laughs> like it for what it is i know yeah, it's kind of what not exactly. what you yeah. have
0: to do because i've been asking myself this question a lot with the marvel tv stuff too is like we have this sort of sense of one-upness with everything like people are yeah. all this talk online especially after what's his name has been brought up in uh, Jonathan Majors and brought up in charges and yeah. everything of like like what are we going to do like they were building up to this big story and like we have this sort of cultural Requirement of our TV and movies to constantly outdo each other. Like, there's this sense that the next big yeah. bad in the Marvel Universe has to be bigger than Thanos. And they made Thanos, yeah. like, pretty freaking massive. So how are they going to yeah. do that, right? And I think that was sort of the problem with... Star Wars again, right? Because we yeah. started with Force Awakens, we're like, all right, it's another Death Star, but it's a little bigger, right? They literally had that on screen. This is the Death yep. Star. This is first this order. Is star base. Killer Base, you know, right? They yeah, have yeah. to make it bigger. And then, like when they do the Rise of Skywalker, they it's on a Star Destroyer, and they can blow up lots of planets, right? Yeah. So, where do we where do we stop? And. It's our fault, to be clear, as a culture. It's not the yeah. creative's fault, no. I don't think. I think it's our no. fault. That's what we demand of our TV. We demand it to be bigger and badder than last time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of goofy. Some of the best stories in Star Wars are, like, a couple of Jedi against one Sith. Like, it doesn't have to be a planet-killing thing, you know what I mean? So
3: Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, and that brings up two things that makes me think of, like, one – Yes, I love the uh, the idea of us being, like, responsible with our media consumption. But also, like, content or quality of content does rule overall. Like, if the thing you're making is good and has a good story and good creators, great, make it. I'm going to like it. People are going to see it, you know? People are saying, oh, do we need another Spider-Man movie because we have all these Spider-Men? Meanwhile, Across the Spider-Verse just hit over $600 million because it was made as one of the maybe best animated movies of history of the world. It just happened to be about spider man but the care in the product was so good that were like, great, and it had a story to tell. Whereas if you don't necessarily put that amount of care into the creation of the product on a technical level, it doesn't matter if it's IP or not, it's going to have people question it. You know, like how I felt going from my Last Jedi, which I think is immaculately crafted, to Rise of Skywalker, which has technical issues, that made the whole thing a little bit of an issue because of the quality of the content. But also I think we've seen this work in Star Wars best. Like you said, Corey, not everything has to be massive and crazy, I take uh, Light of the Jedi for instance. That came out no recognizable characters that we knew, brand new era except for Yoda, whatever, right? Brand new era, and like they had the hyperspace disaster, true, but it really it was about like saving some people on a planet and the Jedi coming together and like learning about this mystery of this new thing, going to a couple planets. Like it was kind of a mystery, it was kind of a battle, but it wasn't for the for the safety of the galaxy and like every single one. But it was the core of what Star Wars was, and we hadn't seen anything like it. Yeah, which is why I think we're all very excited right now for the the Dawn of the Jedi movie when they're going yep. back hundred thousand years. Like, cool. If that's good, hopefully that won't do anything crazy. And I think if they allow Ray's movie to do a similar thing, go a little further, I think that's the only way content can really escape the need for another Death Star and another bigger, better thing. Yeah, is by no. almost cutting itself off. But that's also dangerous because people want to see what they know on screen for the mass public. I know. And I don't yeah, know
0: I how s- help I just don't know if they're making decisions, if they're just money-based decisions or not. I mean, that just seems so cowardly yeah. and weak. I just don't know if that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe, well, that, it, maybe, maybe that is the, the sad reality. Maybe that is the sad reality of yeah. the world is that Disney is going to make movies that they think are going to make money and they don't really give a shit how good the story is. Maybe that's the sad reality. I hope that's not true. I mean, yeah. I've, oh, read, I've read Creativity Inc. the book about Pixar and how that company works. And it makes me think that's yeah. not how all movie making works, but maybe it is I
3: how mean, Star it's Wars such a is bottom line. Work. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, like speaking of the real world, I don't think there's going to be a peace on Earth because there's always going to be somebody that's fighting, like striving to be in power. I mean, the sort. movies are called and
0: Star Wars, not Star yeah. Peace. <laughs> you know Star what peace. I mean? So. <laughs> not a lot of meetings, a lot of wars. That's right.
4: So, I mean, there's always gonna be that something, whether it be big or little. Yeah. But then there's always gonna be have to be that that peak, that crescendo of these bad people, whether it be Sith, whether it be um like the, the crime syndicates, something like that, come together and develop a huge like battalion or something to go against the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to do that with every single movie, yeah. right? There can be a build up. There could be something planted in a in a movie where you know, likes to say like Ray is, is traveling the galaxy and then searches more other than you know Tatooine and Jedi. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, please Mas- no Kinnata. more desert more planets. <laughs>
2: Maz Kanata talking about the only fight though that you were referencing earlier, Eric. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily. I don't think what she's referring to is necessarily the good guys versus the bad guys. I think she might just be talking about even the internal struggle of good versus evil. Like, between yeah. in, in, in each individual, like even what's interesting is that Star Wars has always overlaid that on the the macro thing happening in the galaxy as well. Like, look like at the celebration yeah. that we're talking about at the end of Return of the Jedi. And then at the same time, you have Luke off in the woods, you know, with a funeral pyre for his father right, who chose right, good yeah. at the end of his life. Like right. it's always been that micro macro inspection, but I've found that as I get older, not as old as Wes, um, but as I get older, I find the inspection <laughs> of that internal to be much more interesting. And that's what's, I think is nice about Star Wars is as, as straightforward as it is, as it is sometimes it is also nuanced. And I think as you approach these movies and these trilogies, there's, depending on where you're at in your life, there's kind of a new understanding you can get from what you're watching, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that probably kids that were our age, um, when we were watching the original trilogy that watched the sequel, they probably think things are done or thought things were done when they watched The Rise of Skywalker, right? But I mean, there's going to be something else. And I bet when they have their podcasts or whatever it is, you know, 30 years from now, they're going to be talking about some similar things.
0: It'd be interesting to see. I'd love to ask. I wish I had... I wish I knew, uh, like a like a ten year old that like was really into Star Wars. Like, how do they how do they process it? Like, do they have to do as yeah. as, as much mental gymnastics as we do as a bunch of old fogies? Like, no, yeah, to for sure. Do no. it. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. like it's very interesting to ask. I mean, I do wonder if if it was a bit of I don't know. I don't know if I'm re- looking at this the wrong lens. Was it a mistake? Was the direction that they went with the sequel trilogy was it a mistake? Because we literally opened that movie with. Princess Leia leading a rebellion. Like, the original question we yeah. asked was Does the sequel trilogy sort of undermine the Return of the Jedi a little bit? That's kind of what we're yeah. asking, right? Like, well, I don't know. I the the Stormtroopers, Princess Leia's leading a rebellion. It was very yeah. confusing, even as a diehard Star Wars fan, the first time I saw Force Awakens.
3: Yeah. I think what I've realized Literally during this conversation, because also, like I said at the top of our talk, the reason I also pose this question is because, I don't know, I was thinking about this a lot. (laughs) And what you guys have made me kind of think about is that as people that have grown up with this and now have read more about it a lot, we've read many books, we've watched all the shows, all this stuff, I think what I've come to realize is that Star Wars as it exists now is almost – for good or bad more realistic for us because in our lives like you were saying charles we are all always going between light and dark like every single day you have choices where you can give into some anger or fear or you can give into like light and compassion and selflessness and like that's every day and even if you have a really good victory um 20 years down the road 30 years down the road you're gonna have to do something else i mean Look at it on the war schedule, like World War Two, like V-Day. One of the biggest victory celebrations in the world wasn't the end of wars, right? But it didn't take away from the sacrifice of that. And I think seeing the heroes of Star Wars have their big win, but then ultimately realizing, and then I still had to go to work on Monday. And then I still had to go, and, you know, 30 years later, yeah, I got divorced. Yeah, like, things happened. Like, maybe now with older eyes, it's... Not necessarily as uh, I don't know, Id- idyllic as it idealistic, was. Idealistic, yeah, maybe. Yeah, idealistic, but it is actually maybe all the more realistic and the most realistic version of victory and of good and evil yeah. is that it doesn't it's stop.
0: It's very messy, and even
3: after you it's, die, it keeps going.
0: It's just very interesting how this works. I mean, because it's not like we're we're telling history. You know, I mean, we're making we're. We're expanding a universe of made-up characters and made-up stories in a bunch of different mediums. I mean, it's complicated, right? It I is. Mean,
3: oh, it's very complicated. It's
0: very complicated. So, like, I just don't know. It's it's that simple as this was a mistake or that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, I think you have to have a really a lot of nuance to really be a. A true fan, not a, not in a gate a gatekeepy kind of way, is what I say. True fan, but like a, if you do truly want to be a fan and find joy yeah. and positivity like, from like watching and learning everything, like a fanatic, like the original yeah, yeah. definition, <laughs> fanaticism, exactly, exactly, right, fanaticism, yeah. right. Like you have to have some nuance in your understanding yeah. and appreciation of different things, because in one corner, in one corner, the entire premise of the sequel trilogy completely destroys the ending of Return of the Jedi, but in the other corner, it's like, well. Yes. Good didn't completely trump evil because there's always going to be evil. Right. So yeah. like it takes a little and more nuance. to that. Yeah.
2: But I, but I think, yeah, the, that's kind of the thing is, you know, now could you look back and and look at the celebration on the forest moon of Endor and be like, man, they, uh, they shouldn't be celebrating. Right. They, they, they must all, yeah. Like they must <laughs> all know that something else is on the horizon. Why aren't they getting Sunday scaries? Right. Like, no, um, really, just
0: survive, I, man. You know, I mean, yeah. well,
2: yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the point. And it, just a quick aside, like today I was off from work and I had like a long to do list and I was walking Coda, and, my dog, for anyone that has not been listening for very long. And I was walking along kind of just entrenched in my thoughts and thinking about how much I had to do today. And I was kind of stressed out about it, even though it was all little chore stuff. Right. And I was listening to a podcast and basically at one point or another, something was said that prompted me to think about like, dude, I'm just on a walk with like my little furry best friend. Like how about I enjoy this moment right now? Worry about all that other stuff later, one thing at a time. Right. And I had a very nice second half of the walk and that's kind mindfulness,
0: of, dude. Is what it is. No, exactly.
2: It's mindfulness. So it's like it's like celebrate those moments, even if yeah. other stuff's gonna happen. You know it's coming. So like, should we be should we be questioning? Like, should they be celebrating? No, I think we should be saying like, good on them for like yeah. taking that moment and and if cherishing it for what it was. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Every yeah, victory I, is still a victory, you know, in, in its own way. And the fact is, like, it is this tiny little rebellion, this underfunded, under. Yeah. Resourced rebellion defeated the vast riches of the empire. I mean, it's a that place is a where victory. Corey
3: would go as a locum doctor, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs>
0: pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the galaxy is 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 infinitely large, and time is infinitely long, right? I mean, you can't just yeah. say no. Oh, you couldn't. You shouldn't celebrate because something bad happens later. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's what fans do, though. That's what fans yeah. say a lot. They do that a lot. Well, in,
3: and, and, I, and I think that's interesting because we
0: do even too, if we go back to the prequels now,
3: like, the John Williams, uh, Anakin, Padme, Across the Stars theme is, is one of the most beautiful love themes, right? Han and Leia get there, but Across the Stars for a lot of us prequel kids, I think, is some of our favorites. And at the end of Attack of the Clones, they get married. And the theme swells, and it's this glorious moment. That's Darth Vader! She's not in the original trilogy! Like, there's no way...
0: Anakin, little child Anakin is evil yeah. Darth Vader, like the scariest villain of all time. Yeah. And we see him as a little annoying little away. bratty kid in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And,
3: and I and I think that that's a great point. And I'll and say, Charles, I'm going to take that with me because I, I have a very similar problem um, in my life of worrying about what's next. Like, it's okay just to take that win and accept it. And then if you get another win, that's great. If you get another hardship, cool. You'll probably have another win. That comes up, and and I think that <clears throat> we hit that sometimes with the way that we intake Star Wars content, too, and I'm on a more macro level of, didn't like this show, didn't like this book. Okay, you've had some great wins. Probably gonna have some wins coming up. And it, it can be hard to see the forest through the trees, but I think taking these individually and, and really relishing in them is what allows us to keep Star Wars alive for us, and allows us to talk about it every week. You know, we we talked a lot about burnout and things like that, and I think that's when burnout happens: is when you're too caught up in everything, having to connect, and having to be awesome, and having to be the best thing ever, because it can't be, and it never will be.
2: So, well, folks, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the
0: Living Force and the the new self development podcast by Uteni.
3: Come, come, hang out as we all try to figure out what's going on in your
4: thirties.
3: <laughs> hey, who knows?
0: We um, get no, Caitlin but, in here to give us some friggin' therapy about yeah. how I feel about Star Wars. But really, though, I mean, I, that is, I mean, that's why we watch Star Wars—is to be filled yeah. with sensations of hope and to be entertained and to rip it to shreds and to put it back together. And I don't know—that's what's fun about it, I think. But you got to take it all for what it is. It's yeah. funny we 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 have we have rehashed this same version of this conversation probably a hundred times of like yeah like I I genuinely think now even after all these times I've not had to convince myself even with all the arguments we've tried to have about it like it's better to be a a fan of anything yeah. nerd culture or otherwise <laughs> if you try to enjoy it really it yep. is it's yep. harder but <laughs> it's more rewarding I think to, yeah. to in the end.
3: Yeah, like, like would the, I have rather like, not read all this stuff? Would I have rather not seen any of these things and then had that life? No. Absolutely no, I know. not. I know.
2: <laughs> it's I would not rather like have a marriage, right, Corey? It's,
0: that's, I suppose. Why did you target me with that with <laughs> oh, Charles? How are you gonna <laughs> answer
1: that
4: one. <laughs> you
2: just You brought up Kate, and basically what you're saying is, I mean, like, stuff is going to happen but if you really love something you're just going to continue to keep loving that thing right yeah. i mean you, you said yeah. i think you it just said takes much
0: more effort it takes a lot more yeah. effort to do that
2: wasn't it do your that. story that um i don't i swear it was your story something about some advice that you got that was related to like i don't know act like you're still dating after you're married or something like that I I remember some story you told me once, but maybe you lied. Maybe you made it up. Yeah, I could have made it But it's <laughs> I mean, it's like you're, you're the
3: married one, so no. yeah, that's yeah. your whole identity, right? Um, yeah. No, but
2: that's <laughs> Jesus. that's that's the idea, though, right? Is I mean, it's it's yeah. work to love a thing or a person all the same. Like you just mm-hmm. it, it it is at the end of the day. But I mean, the process itself is is still incredibly important.
0: That's what I mean. That's what to continue the analogy further that's what Yoda explained the nature of the light side of the force to Luke is like it's harder but it's more fulfilling and it is more powerful i mean i think he even makes that argument right luke asks him is the dark side death. stronger yeah luke yeah. says is the dark side stronger and he says no it's not and i think that is ultimate because you know i i think about that a lot in the star wars community because we have content creators who are incredibly popular with millions of subscribers on YouTube and they're more popular than other, other YouTube creators with Mm -hmm. a more positive and kind of, you know, more positive, joyful attitude. And is you know, they're a lot more popular than that. It's like, it's because the dark side is easier, dude. (laughs) It's easier to be like, this is stupid than it is to say, let's discuss whether or not the end of return of the Jedi is,
4: Undermine. I mean, it's easier just yeah. to see that it's it's the concept of the the long run and the short run. In the short run, this is what I think, anyways, that the the dark side is stronger in in the single moment, Medi- right? Yeah. But in the long run, in the long run, like you live forever, you can pass on what you've learned, you make everybody stronger mm-hmm. um, when you're on the light side. Mm-hmm. So, um, two different like two different views there. But um, I think in that like what you had just said. It's like is the light side strong? Yes it is, but that's in the long run. But I but I was just thinking like <clears throat> But you can, like, force choke somebody immediately. <laughs> like you can shoot lightning light into your fingers. It's like whatsoever. <laughs> like it's, it's rad. <laughs> All
2: right, so our next round it's very, table It's very short-lived, for next sure. Next next roundtable yeah. is on the tortoise and the hare. If everyone wants to go ahead and go <laughs> over to not. YouTube.com and click the affiliate link. That
4: that story will never die. That story will never die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I think
3: it's just always, it's always just such, it's a key thing to remember, kind of, as, as we wind down, is that, and I think you guys are helping me get here, because, again, wasn't sure but i think it's it's you know it's good to remember that these things do matter because you know isn't the sunset beautiful even if tomorrow it will rain like doesn't matter you can still enjoy this glorious yep. moment tomorrow might be rough and with conflict there will always be conflict unfortunately i think <clears> in <throat> real life especially but also in some fiction now we have infinite content until you know eventually they yeah. may not make Marvel movies and Star Wars books and things like that but until that day there's going to keep happening there's going to be conflict but that doesn't necessarily negate the victories right. that you've had nor does it in life.
0: It's important to try to remember because we we've all even kind of had the reflections ourselves that you know are these new films going to fix the sequel trilogy you know or is it, is it going to make it easier to digest is the storytelling going to be better and it's almost it's almost better in a weird Sick and twisted kind of way that the sequel trilogy does have as many problems as it does related to the the older stories because mm-hmm. it makes you think harder, and yeah you know, I do appreciate that, I suppose, but
3: yeah. just less planets in the first five minutes, guys, my
0: God, just no more <laughs> desert too many planets, planets. I just don't want any more <laughs> desert planets. Can we go back to a snow planet again we yeah. we did one, snow but we had one, one. kajjimi oh, no, was was kind of snowy well, I mean was it Kijimi just was winter dope, time bro. though maybe it was just wintertime, maybe it's like Bear maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's Kijimi correctly. is just like I don't know.
4: Antarctica is, disi- is considered a desert. By the way. Oh, that's true.
3: Poth might points. Be too, actually.
4: points, points, West.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, I think Kajimi, because in in Dammer and Freefall, like it wasn't always
4: your <laughs> snowy.
3: So yeah, Kajimi just has seasons.
0: How about we're talking about, about the yeah, we're talking about the about weather in Charles and West? We're I talking know. about freaking geography or some shit. We're just two different conversations. <laughs> how right about now?
2: just the planet with more than one climate? No, Can't happen. Yeah. How about that? yeah. no, no, that's the Star Wars parallels. That's the first that's stupid wrong with you, dude. thing you've said all night. Get out of here! Not in my Star Wars. We're not ready for that. We're not ready. let
0: right, let's let's have, <laughs> so let's have an Wars. entire Star Wars Star Wars trilogy, and they never leave the planet. It all happens <laughs> on one planet, <laughs> but every single every there's lots of different themes. You know, they're in the Sahara yeah, Desert it's at just, one point, it's just like Earth. Yeah, It's sounds terrible. I think
4: I've seen that before in movies. Like uh, you know, John Wick. Ridiculous. And no, I mean all the Mission Impossible the movies. I
3: Unacceptable. <laughs> I want different planets that each have one biome. Uh, #Hashtag Starfield comes out in sixty days. <laughs> 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 oh God. Well, th- gentlemen, thank you for helping me throughout this 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 uh, midweek crisis of mine. As we look towards our own. Uh,
0: Why did you get to thinking about tomorrow? Return of the Jedi? Did you watch that recently?
3: No, in because in, uh, of Fourth of July tomorrow i was yeah, thinking about understand? like fireworks celebration and the like fourth of July. yes like that was that was the big win <laughs> but then obviously now like in our country's history like there were so many things that still had to be fixed and so many things that were still bad and i think a lot of people have become very disillusioned <clears throat> with the fourth of july for that exact reason well, and I, think that I am
0: personally not celebrating the 4th of July because I mean, you know, those colonists <laughs> were, were stupid to celebrate. I mean, look how much bad shit is happening. Morons, what are they thinking?
3: Exactly. We had the sequel trilogy, which is the Civil War. <laughs> That's an episode. Um,
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: oh, man. But I will say, anybody, if you are celebrating, hope you have some good family time uh, or some good time with friends. Eat some hot dogs. Last question I got for you guys on a very silly note, what do you put on your hot dog? I put ketchup on it. I don't care. Mustard is gross.
4: Relish, I also bro. think Relish. Freaking gross, relish?
0: dude. I hate mustard. What? No, well, I, I like, like mustard I like relish mustard. jalapenos. i
3: say, Wes, do you just dunk yours in water like Joey Chestnut <laughs> try to like get them all in? Dave, don't forget.
4: I think it's at eleven AM <laughs> Central. The hot dog eating championship. Joey Chestnut's gonna go for like the fifteenth belt or whatever that he has. We'll so, need you know to that. get bigger
3: if
2: he's eating all those hot dogs. <laughs> he just saying. attaches them end-to-end end every time he wins a
4: I think they throw that all up afterwards. They can keep it down for 10 minutes, and then You should be disqualified you if can't you eat throw up that.
2: too early, though.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's awful. <laughs> it's
3: all right. Awful. I, I, you, you, that killed me. I don't have a segue out of it, so all I'll say is thank you, everybody. Hope you have a safe holiday, and if you're international, Go to work tomorrow because that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Forest. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Keep an eye out for Dice Wars tomorrow and new episodes of the Ghost Crew that are dropping for you. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W, and Michael Fry on our Jedi High Council, and James T, Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson, Corey is at Corey M. Helton, Charles is at C. Hankel, West is at Boss West, the show is at Living Forest Pod, A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles, Wes, for product with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And as always, may the force be with you.
1: There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community.